Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. This week we have a bumper guest list including Lachlan, Lauren, Lucy, Amelia, Justin and Tim. We myth bust some of the unusual fad diets and misconceptions including pH and other weird and wacky ideas about regulating your temperature. We also look at some fascinating work done with 3D bioprinting and lasers and shooting cells to produce x-rays. Thing and now we launch into our launchpad news segment. We've a lot about on this podcast, which is effectively using um, laser de- deposition and aggregation of materials or high heat aggregation of plastics uh, to create a subject, an item basically, using printing, a big printer head that can move in three dimensions. And by layer and layering, layering plastic or metals and either heating them up with uh, just well, heat guns if you're using plastic or lasers if you're using metal, um, you can actually create wonderful creative structures in a fantastic new and simple way without having to machine them first. And that's really cool, and it's a, an air, a very active area of research for many different things. But let's take a step back from that for a moment and consider bioprinting. Now, bio3D printing is where you actually use the same techniques that they use in 3D printing, but with actual living materials where cell function and viability are preserved in the final printed construct. Now, the first you know patent was uh, filed in 2003 for this, and research has been going on since about 2006 in this area. And it's really, really fascinating to think about it, where you're actually, instead of just creating a small little plastic widget or a metal dragon of your Syro in Australia, you're actually creating living cells. And the idea behind this is it'd be able to 3D print custom organs is kind of the end game goal of this now there are challenges involved in this process and it's been being worked on to try and resolve those artificial organs such as livers and kidneys that they've printed and tested so far have been shown to lack crucial elements that affect the body such as working blood vessels or tubules uh, and all the billions of growths of cells but it's something that's being actively looked at and improved now, why are we talking about this today is, well, they've, they've come up with a new bio-3D printed material uh, at the University of Nottingham in the United Kingdom. Now, Dr. Jing Yang from the University of Nottingham has actually led this research, and effectively what they've managed to create is a Play-Doh-like substance um, where they've managed to bio-print at ambient temperatures, a really strong paste that's similar to Play-Doh, that's capable of incorporating basically protein-releasing microspheres, which is, which is cool. Uh, but the even more amazing part about this is when they actually print, bioprint this material, when, if they inject it via a syringe, a certain amount of um, microspheres, what they can actually do is they can create inside that a bone-like structure. So that the 3D bioprinted material, like, like Play-Doh, will, hire, will over time become this spongy bone tissue typically found at the end of long bones. And this is a great sort of step forward because it's, it's moving, instead of being at a high temperature process uh, using ultraviolet light or organic solvents, you, which can kill off certain types of cells or limit the amount of therapeutic biomolecules you can actually include in the fabrication process. This process is actually done at room temperature, which means you can use a lot of stuff that you previously couldn't have considered. Um, and, it's, and it's really great. Basically, it looks like Play-Doh uh, and it's enables you to grow and create new biomaterials that you previously weren't able to do so. So this is some great 
work being done out of the University of Nottingham in 3D bioprinting, the cousin, or biological cousin anyway, of 3D printing. Returning now to our discussion about pseudoscience and myth-busting some of the misperceptions around scientific diets and fads. Now, the one that gets me the most mad is the thing about you need to have the right food and the right... The idea that you take detoxes and cleanses to get the pH of your blood back in balance. Really? <laughs> I need to have like I need to have something yeah. basic to like to level out my blood to get it back to, get to acid, acid out of it. So I'm gonna have all this lemon juice to get all the, the acid out of it. But that that's that's acid. That's not acid. acid. What in your diet, like, that's not necessarily going to adjust your internal pH that much, mostly because, you know, like, uh, so many, fuck you, Justin. It gets to, like, the third part, and that's when we all just start. Just too much, too much food. Like, that's, that's the, that's the thing that I really find so funny about all of this, is that they're trying to do this humoral balance thing that's been around since, you know, ever. Where you've, got to, you've got to get your humours in balance by... The very first understanding of the human body. Yeah. Balancing of phlegm and... Yeah. It's just trying to do the same thing, but now replacing everything with pH, which then they're magically using, just updating the old same recommendations to the new term and just applying it all again. And it's really dumb because you're ignoring the fact that your body internally regulates pH. Yeah. <laughs> to do a job, like it's yeah. a legit, you are like, a pretty decent buffer. Like, it's yeah. a legit job of organs inside your body. How about to we be just like, stress yeah. our kidneys more? That sounds great. Yeah, like you don't need to worry about this. Your body's got this down. In fact, it's damn good at this. It's actually really hard to adjust your pH by more than like point one for a minute. And you'll get <laughs> sick if you do that. Yes. Like, you will. <laughs> your body, if it if it moves beyond that. You are in serious organ failure. It's like, I'm surprised there hasn't been someone that's been like, you know what, 30, like 30, what's that <coughs> regular body temperature, 37.5-ish? Yeah. Someone was just like, it's not right for us to have a half degree of a body temperature. It's unhealthy. And it's really important to drink lots of tea so that we achieve a healthy 38. Because <laughs> having, a, having this round number 
oh, we'll help bring our body back in. Like, it's exactly the same sort of random <laughs> bullshit that I saw in science. Well, Amelia, when we get sick, we get a temperature to heal our bodies. So, <laughs> naturally, <laughs> by being hot, we are constantly healing our bodies. The thing You're that not scares me is like, <laughs> it's the thing that scares me is that we can just think of random bullshit explanations like that. How much of this stuff could we sell if we wanted to? <laughs> Enough if we lie about our life stories. Yeah. Yep. In a convincing and entrepreneurial um, are way. Are you kidding me? You're all scientists. You don't have we to lie about your life stories. That's the thing yeah, you want to emphasize. Yeah, but no, that's not the thing. They hate scientists. Yeah. You can't be an establishment theory. No, no, no. You, you yeah. can be a scientist as long as you've been rejected by your peers. Oh, sorry. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this theory once. You yeah. 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 But also, like, it's not just enough to be a scientist, like, it basically has to be something, like, you didn't research it, and something randomly happened, and that made you start researching yeah, it. Yeah, so, you have to like, have divine inspiration, basically. Like, my, my partner's hand was crippled for life by a terrible accident, <gasps> and he was no longer able to play the beautiful music that he loves, but when he started wearing a magnetic bracelet... <laughs> Well, is that actually the type of person's No, I'm making it up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the sort, same sort of thing where, like, no, ev ev everyone said that it wouldn't work. Yeah, no, 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 listen to the beautiful music that he plays now, and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you've got your, you've got your origin story. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> you need a good backstory. Then you need your scientist friend to back you up. You've got oh, science. Yeah. Either you are a also scientist yourself and you decide yeah. to branch into this field despite what everyone says. Yeah. Or, or you're but it's not your field of science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like you've You're like a biologist and this is something Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm a scientist. I've got a PhD. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but your PhD is in astrophysics. <laughs> this is molecular chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously um, all the other scientists reject it because they don't want this discovery to be out in public. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want yeah. you to make them look. Doctors are outraged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Open mom. Yeah. This weird trick. <laughs> One weird trick. Yeah, basically. And, and there you go, like that's it, basically ready to go. Mm. Once you oh. give it a snazzy name and a good infomercial, you're set. And a, um, yeah, you need a good... Um, and Actually, I was going to say, like, you need good graphic design, but you really don't. You know, you know, you know. You need bad graphic design. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worse the better. If we've learned anything from Tumblr and things, <laughs> it's the worse the better. There's a, there's a certain aesthetic that you need to hit, and it's that it's the one where it still looks lots impressive to so like slightly medical, middle-aged yeah. people. Yep, yep. Slightly medical, uh, some very simple sort of 3D graphics of like maybe someone mm. like pain radiating. And if you can get something. a distribution deal with a chemist, we can build far infrared radiation immediately. Like <laughs> yeah. a chemist brand. Yeah. Can you also leverage and get a celebrity with it as well? Oh, oh yeah, you need a celebrity. You need a celebrity. <laughs> How do you get celebrities for these things? Do they actually believe you, you put money in their hands? Oh. Okay, all Photoshop. All Photoshop. All Photoshop. <laughs> 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 Photoshop. One weird trick. <laughs> Look, to be honest, you can get anyone money and say, hey, wear this thing. Alright. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the other key part of the aesthetic is so it has to appeal, be sort of maybe medically related, but it has to be a bit shit enough that the younger crowd think it's funny and spread it around ironically. So yeah, the, day, the days. Yeah. yeah, so so then you just think have lots of gifs and flashing marquee text. Yes. And flaming skulls. What's a chip? 
The, the actual inventor of them said it's pronounced Jip. Yeah, I recognise that the council has made a decision. They stick to this decision and then they're like, to ignore it. I've been saying this for years. Also, that's not how Jeep works in English. I don't care. I just like, I like, I like being contrarian in that pronunciation. No, you like being contrarian. That's true. Mostly about Um... We often think of x-rays as being something that involves a lot of specialist equipment working together in a, in a really highly concentrated way to enable us to see you know, whether or not our hands are broken. But scientists from the Tata Institute of Fundamental Research in Mumbai and the Institute for Plasma Research have actually found a way to get cells themselves to act as the x-rays. And of course, in this kind of realm of turning cells themselves into X-ray machines, what else would you use but a very powerful laser? So effectively, what these researchers have done is found that certain types of E. coli bacterial cells um, are often shot with lasers, turning them into a hot, dense plasma. And look, we've known about laser-driven plasmas for some time. And we've also known that they are actually also producing x-rays when they turn from cell into plasma. And that's interesting enough of itself, but not really that useful, until they actually found a way to coat these E. coli bacterial cells with some special nanoparticles. By coating these E. coli bacteria cells with a silver chloride solution, it actually improves the actual amount of X-ray energy produced by an enormous factor, about a factor of 100. So 100 times more powerful X-rays produced by shooting these E. coli bacterias with a laser. Now, the reason why this works is that when the silver atoms are inserted into the nanostructure of this bacteria, what actually ends up happening is that it amplifies the energy produced by the conversion of lasers energy into X-ray energy. So basically, the improves the intensity through a local ma- amplification or enhancement of the electromagnetic field in around these uh, E. coli bacteria cells. Now, not being satisfied with an improvement of about of a 100% factor, um, they've actually then fig- figured out a way to spike these bacteria with more nanoparticles to boost it another 100 times above that, leading to about a 10,000 times amplification of x-rays just from a small amount of laser light on these bacteria cells and effectively this is basically the highest conversion rate of laser to x-rays ever achieved now like why is this cool well this is really cool because actually getting an x-ray image of things in a really small setting can be quite difficult and so if you can actually make the bacteria themselves uh, act as these x-ray producers you can get scans or creation or basically x-ray images on a really really low level with a lot of detail because they're quite powerful which means that instead of having to put through these cells through a large x-ray machine you can just excite the cells by converting a few of them to 
plasma using a laser and actually produce enough x-rays to study what's going on there as long as you coat them with the right silver chloride solution. This has a lot of additional potential applications in terms of studying more things using a similar method and actually getting a consistent way to image using x-rays at a really low level. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, Lagrange Point. This week we talked about the fad diets of pH and how it's just a rehash of old, outdated ideas. Plus we talked about 3D bioprinting and lasers and cells producing x-rays. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.